Welcome to Successful You, a podcast about living your best self and exploring factors that could either support or get in the way of that pursuit. I'm Sharon Kelly, the host of Successful You and VIU's Success Coach. When the going gets tough, when we face difficulties and uncertainty, motivation and the ability to move forward can sometimes flag. Sometimes people describe this situation as being in a brain fog with no motivation to focus and carry on their work. Today's topic is resilience. What can build it up or tear it down? Resilient people are able to handle stress and are more productive, connected socially, as well as better able to bounce back from hardships and setbacks. People who have a self-critical trash-talking inner voice have the tendency to be less resilient. First, it's important to know that chronic stress and brain fog can indicate the presence of a number of underlying medical conditions, such as low iron, nutritional deficiencies, thyroid issues, just to name a few. Or it could be due to excessive depression or anxiety. So if you're experiencing brain fog, I do recommend that students make a point to schedule an appointment with a medical professional to rule out or deal with physical health conditions. It's also a good practice to make sure to also reach out and connect with mental health professionals. If you're experiencing excessive or severe depression or anxiety, these conditions can fog up your brain and stop action or forward momentum in your work. Reaching out and connecting with a counsellor, therapist, or psychiatrist may be another step you want to consider. A medical doctor can make that referral as well if you start by booking into the medical clinic on campus or with your own doctor. VIU has a medical nurse practitioner as well as a psychiatrist, both of whom students can see. You would never ignore a broken leg but rather you'd seek medical attention. So I encourage you that if your depression or anxiety is excessive, please see a doctor or nurse practitioner first. We can experience foggy thinking from burnout. Additional symptoms of burnout include a lack of focus and a decrease in accomplishments and emotional exhaustion. An excellent book on this subject is called Burnout by Emily and Amelia Nagoski. Yeah, they're sisters. They explain what happens in our bodies with burnout and also suggest a number of ways to address burnout. There are a number of ways we can help ourselves get through emotional exhaustion and get remotivated to engage back in with work and life. Sleep, exercise, and a nutritious diet definitely help. Getting steps in, going out into nature or getting to the gym and getting some aerobic exercise to get oxygen on the brain can help us burn through stress hormones lingering in our bodies. Exercise also gives us a hormone release that lifts our mood, and adequate sleep can also lift our mood, improve our memory, and help us to better focus. Breath work or mindful breathing has an incredible power to relax our bodies, physiological relaxation, especially if it's combined with progressive muscle clenching and relaxation, positive social interactions, belly laughter, crying it out and expressing affection are also ways in which we can connect with others and process emotions in a way that we feel them and then release them. 
Acknowledging, feeling, and processing our emotions, connecting with people in such a way that creates a feeling of safety for all, have a positive impact in getting through to the other side of emotional exhaustion. The book is worth a read for a fuller description of why each of these strategies works. Many of the strategies they describe also contribute to resilience, which is a protector and an enabler in times of change and challenge. The definition of resilience that I really like is that resilience is the capacity to quickly recover from difficulties. Another is that it is the ability to bounce back from hardships. A number of things that research has revealed about resilience include the following findings. Resilient people are more innovative and they're more productive. Being resilient protects our productivity, our well-being, and our social connections. If you're a resilient head of a family or head of an organization or a team, resilience trickles down. There's a multiplier effect for resilience. When resilience is present, there is increased communication and increased collaboration. Highly resilient people have a kind of hygiene around building their resilience through practices that support resilience. So it's worth looking into what resilience is and figuring out how resilient you are and maybe learning some principles on how to build it. The first principle is to cultivate a belief in your ability to cope. Start by taking a good look at what your beliefs are and cultivating a belief in your ability to cope if you do not already have that ability. What are your beliefs about yourself? Are they helpful? Do they detract from what you're accomplishing or wanting for yourself? Or do they support you in going for it? Very often when I'm coaching and we're looking at an issue or something that the person really wants for themselves, we'll address the relationship the person has with what they want, and that often includes what they believe they can or cannot accomplish in relationship to their coaching topic. This belief also seems to be intertwined with their mindset and their internal self-talk. A person's mindset and identity are likely indicated by their narrative or internal dialogue, as well as by their automatic thoughts. With regard to facing a difficulty in completing a daunting task, such as writing a thesis or completing an assignment, do you see yourself as a survivor? Do you perceive yourself as somebody who grows and thrives through challenge, What's your current identity and mindset as it relates to facing difficulties and challenges? How encouraging, kind, or response-able is your internal dialogue? How do you talk to yourself? Our mindset and internal dialogue are critical to how we respond to difficulties. So the first and most important principle for building resilience, in my estimation, is to be mindful of your narrative and then to work to cultivate a narrative and a mindset that's more compassionate and growth-oriented than harsh and judgmental. If you have an inner trash-talking voice or saboteur, you may want to read Taming Your Gremlin by Carson or Positive Intelligence by Shirzad Shermine. Our internal automatic voice indicates and impacts our identity. 
Our internal narrative or self-talk is also related to our mindset. When we can learn ways to shift our mindset, embrace new identities, and cultivate a more supportive and life-sustaining internal self-talk, we can build resilience and positively change our results and impact. We have a tendency to see the world as we are, not as it is, and we also have a tendency to believe what we automatically think. Our mindset is a compilation of fears, values, beliefs, esteem, and past experiences. Mindset drives what we think, say, and do, and our actions impact our results. Mindset is largely automatic. However, we can mindfully change our mindset, and when we change our mindset, this in turn impacts our thoughts, feelings, and actions, and we can change our life. Here are a variety of contrasting kinds of mindsets that set off very different internal narratives or self-talk. For instance, we could hold either a fixed or a growth mindset. The first one, the fixed mindset, spawns automatic thoughts of either knowing something or not, being talented or not, while a growth mindset sets off thoughts of figuring out what we don't know, thoughts of trying and experimenting and sorting out how to grow a capacity or skill or figure something out that we don't know yet. If we have a judger mindset rather than a learner mindset, we may be harsh and critical, whereas with a learner mindset, we may be more curious and then different kinds of thoughts follow that kind of mindset. When we hold a compassionate mindset, the thoughts would be kinder and more encouraging than the harsher and more negative judger mindset. It is possible to shift our mindsets and our automatic thoughts, but it does take conscious awareness, effort, and mindful practice. Another important principle for building resilience is to know your why. Consider your existing beliefs and then go ahead and ask yourself, what's meaningful to me about what I'm doing? What's meaningful to me about getting through and finishing what I started? In order to do that, it is also useful to be clear with yourself about what you value. What are your North Star values? Do you know what's important to you? And secondly, are you aligning with what's important to you? Doing so will increase resilience. Resilient people cultivate positive emotions. Being able to cultivate these positive emotions is correlated positively with not just resilience, but also well-being and flourishing. So this next principle for becoming more resilient is to purposefully nurture positive emotions. What are some explicit things that we can do to help with that? We talked about getting our body moving, exercising to burn up cortisol and release hormones like cannabinoids that make us feel good. We can also cultivate positive emotions by remembering to eat brain nourishing food, but also to mindfully enjoy our food when we do eat. We can take steps to nurture optimism, that glass half full perspective. Optimism is not something we're born with. It is something that can be learned. Research indicates that you can learn to be kind to yourself and also kind to others. Kindness is another thing that supports positive emotions, as do grateful thoughts. 
If you want to increase your happiness, take time to practice being grateful. Maybe spend some time thinking about an individual that you're really grateful for. Think about all the qualities of that person that you're grateful for and the quality of your relationship and what makes you so happy to have that person in your life. That's one way to cultivate gratitude. You can also do it by playing an exercise called Spot the Positives. We can even have a kind of crappy day, but then at the end of the day, we can look back and identify the things that were positive or figure out what the positive learning has been from a challenging experience. This practice can actually enhance our positive emotions. Socializing with others is also a surefire way to create positive emotions. We're social beings. We're wired to be in community. And when we have physical distancing in place, it can be very, very challenging to not also become socially distanced. When we are socially distanced, we can feel very lonely and alone. So an important way to build positive emotions, which in turn builds resilience, is to find creative ways to reach out and connect with people socially, even while maintaining physical distancing. Another way to enhance positive emotions is to gain a sense of accomplishment. When goals are set at just the right height, when you can take a huge project and chunk it down into smaller, more doable pieces, it's easier to have a sense of accomplishment with each milestone that is reached. This is so much better for supporting a sense of accomplishment in comparison to that to-do list that seemingly never ends. You can ask yourself, did I do my best to set goals? And did I do my best to make progress towards these goals rather than did I reach all my goals? Or, did I do my best to find joy and meaning in my day? These kinds of practices for setting out goals and recognizing progress rather than expecting perfection can be helpful in cultivating a sense of accomplishment, and that builds positive emotions and also resilience. The next principle for building resilience is to take time to help others. Research shows that when we have an expanded focus and aren't just focusing on ourselves, but are focusing on other people, we build our own happiness. It turns out that relationships between people and the act of helping others builds resilience and happiness. We could say maybe one day out of the week for five weeks, we could identify something that is small doable, and focused on helping others in a way that's compassionate and kind toward that other person. You could write a thank you note, go give blood, do something positive, focus on what you can do, and then do small, doable accomplishments in terms of feeding into other people's lives. Cultivating our connections to others where we care for others supports our resilience. How sweet is that? Resilient people remember that they're not alone, and they cultivate connection to existing supports. At VIU, we have a wide array of services and supports that students can reach out and make connections to the people that serve in those roles and departments across campus. We have professors, librarians, writing and math center staff, advisors, counselors, peer helpers, and even me as your success coach to reach out to for support. 
Remember to reach out and ask for help. Practice vulnerability and courage in doing so. Finally, resilient people take time to talk it through. You can talk with a friend, a colleague, with a family member. You can connect with a counsellor. As a coach, I very often work with students in terms of building their resilience. You can reach me on the website at viu.ca slash successcoach where you can book an appointment with me for a one-to-one coaching conversation. You can self-book an appointment with me that's either on phone or Zoom, and I encourage you to look for that welcome package on the overview page of the website. To learn more about what coaching is and what it isn't and how it can help you and support you in reaching your goals and aspirations. Today's topic was all about resilience. You can see that there are many factors that go into building resilience. How resilient are you? If you want to partner with a coach at VIU, please do not hesitate to explore the website, look at the welcome packet, email it in to sharon.kelly at viu.ca and book yourself an appointment today. Please remember to like and share. Thanks for joining me. We'll see you next time. Thank you.